Hey, what's up? Dedicated Magazine Volume 4 is out now. Make sure if you missed out on the pre-order, Dedicated Volume 4 is now available via MacCloud with its alternate covers featuring DA Designs on the front and Tonio 7 on the back. Make sure you check out the website, dedicatedmagazine.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. This is episode 123. My guest for this episode is Alexander, all the way in South Africa. What's up, Alexander? How are you doing? How's it, Edgar? Thanks so much, y'all. I'm awesome. How are you, man? Yeah, pretty well. Doing well. Just chilling, uh, getting the day started. I'm glad that we were, we were able to do it like this because um, yeah. I, I've been wanting to do an interview with you. Because based okay. on your work, everything you've been doing, you've been doing a lot of excellent okay. work. And I, I've been keeping an eye, you know, and I was just trying to figure out, like, when would be the right time? And I think right now, since especially just being at home um, and having this time in the morning, I was like, dude, we, we need to we need to lock a, an episode down with you. Yeah, I mean, being 10, what, 10 a.m. there and 7 p.m. here. So I got home from work literally two hours ago, had something to eat, had a shower, whatever needed to happen. And um, yeah, so I've been able to obviously sit down and, and be able to give you some of my time and hopefully share a little bit of what I've been going through and obviously what builds are, are happening on my side. But yeah, it's been, yeah, uh, it's been an honor. Thanks, man. No, that's cool. Um, I also saw that you're uh, also a member from Solo, uh, MCC. Yeah. yeah, I got an invite. Um, it was about two weeks ago. So, look, I'm, I, I don't really know much about the whole car club culture thing, but it definitely helps when you've got someone else to, like, shoot an idea to and the guy's like, hey, you know, maybe you should do a little bit of this or whatever. So we've all, I think... I think it's just cool to have someone to like shoot someone something to, whether it's like 10 a.m. at night or 10 p.m. at night or first thing in the morning and just get a get someone's opinion on something, you know. So mm. from from that perspective, it's been quite cool. And um, on our side, we don't have anyone who's in the culture here. So just trying to get people's aspects and yeah, I guess car culture in America is very different to car culture here. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's been it's it's only been two weeks, but I definitely I'm seeing the benefits. I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, a while back when you were doing uh, on Instagram the the screen the live stream uh, with uh, okay. it was Scale Cars Four Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, just you know, being able to like chime in and, and seeing what you guys that you guys were working on and I, I feel like more people should do that more people should like get together on video 
conferencing, uh, work on their builds, like be able to talk, communicate with each other. I think that helps a lot. Uh, yeah, I think when we when we we first did that uh, live build together, um, it ended up being three hours in total. So wow. it was quite, it was over quite a few hours. But I mean, yourself, you came on, Armando came on, and I was like, <laughs> Armando's on ya. So I was like freaking out. I didn't know what to say. But you know, the main thing was he he gave the support, and you know that's all that's what it's about so he was like hey that's looking cool uh keep it up guys or whatever the and and yeah i mean those are people that we look up to and and we idolize as builders so yeah that was really encouraging and yeah. um, the whole community is just like really supportive no so it, it's been it is it's uh i see it, it, it it's evolving too like i feel i feel like um, everybody who's kind of been together within the last year or two has been seeing, has been connecting more, but seeing the evolution, especially with like um, all the other 3D stuff that's coming out. Uh, yeah, David right. coming out with his photo edge stuff. Like there, there's just yeah. a lot of aftermarket product coming out. But at the same time, um, a lot of people are, are being creative coming out with and stuff. Busting. And, and mm. they're showing you how to do it too. They'll tell you like, oh, yeah. this is what I use. And Definitely. that was kind of like a forbidden thing back then, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty rad that uh, people are actually doing that. And, and this helps everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And the, the, like the build session that you had going, you know, it went three hours. So imagine like if you, if you were living uh, close to your, your friends that build model cars and you guys would get yeah. together, that session would turn into six hours, probably even, a day like longer just sitting down uh you know working and if you hit a wall yeah. your friend oh this, this is what you can do try this and then you're on to the next step so definitely bouncing ideas with other people mm -hmm. yeah mm. so that's pretty cool um I'll, I'll one thing i was gonna ask you like you're living out in south africa how's your access to model cars out there well, model cars is not really an issue. Um, we've got quite a few car, car builders aside. Um, guys like to build classic cars, et cetera, et cetera. So finding like old Yahan kits or MPC kits or collectors for that matter, we don't have, we don't have problems. I mean, in Australia and stuff like that, they, the American kits are really expensive, whereas here, we our prices are pretty relative they're a little bit more expensive than your guys um but we yeah we have a good market and they're accessible and they're pretty well priced um mm -hmm. it's just for us it's the accessories um it's anything that's really manufactured in the states or you know add-on bits or whatever the case may be is um or anything coming from the UK or anything that can get expensive. So mm -hmm. importing stuff can get expensive, but for the most part, kits are available, you know, um, mm -hmm. which has been cool. It's nice to see Monte Carlos, um, to see Impalas, to see uh, kits like that. And you're like, oh, you know, and they're accessible. They're, mm -hmm. they're cheaper than buying a Tamir kit. And um, yeah, we can get them. That's dope. So yeah. it's been cool. 
Yeah, because like I was thinking like, because I mean, just from seeing what you're you're posting up, you know, you're 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 doing the Monte Carlo, the even the Impalas, and I'm like, man, that's so dope, you know. I mean, I don't I don't know how far. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure it it reaches everywhere, but I know that there's going to be some areas where they're going to have model cars, but they might not have the cars that that people make lowriders out of. Definitely, like limitations, and I think, I think with with the low rider culture um i don't want to speak badly about it but i think the limitations in the builder's mind and we look at certain vehicles and we go that doesn't fit the profile or that would uh like why would someone lower that or why would why would someone put it on wires or yeah. you know it has to have white walls or whatever the case may be is and like sometimes sometimes not having all those tools at hand you know, like the aftermarket pieces and things, it makes you think outside the box. So mm -hmm. you're going, okay, I've got five different sets of wheels. I've got 10 different kits. Let me see what works with what and maybe come up with something that works. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a learning curve. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. I'm loving it. No, that's awesome. Um on one of your your uh, images on Instagram, you had posted a while back was um, you had shown a '64 Impala at a yeah. at a show. Was that like one of the first shows where you were presenting a lowrider at? Yeah, so that was our IPMS, which is International Plastic Model Society. So that's one of the groups that we have here um, in Durban, which is a, an area of South Africa that I'm from um so it's a group of of plastic modelers some of us build cars some build aircraft some build a little bit of everything and once a year we have like a model of the year all right so i showed that was my impala i showed there and these oaks had never seen anything like that they were like <laughs> flipping out they were like damn how did you do that paint and <laughs> how did you do this and how did you do that so it was you know i i didn't know i would get the response that i did but mm -hmm. it, it it was so cool because because some people were so interested and then some people were like oh that's like that's like so 80s or or like <laughs> oh what are you, why are you bringing that here? But it was really yeah. cool. It was it was nice to have that mixed response, mm -hmm. and it just gave me that push to like go further and try harder and try and change people's perspective on something they know nothing about. You know, so yeah. I wrote a little story about the car, and I'll actually send it to you. But it's it's basically what the kit that I built was, how I built it, and oh, then just cool. like a little like a made up story kind of mm -hmm. like like a, a background story as to how the car was made and whatever whatever so it kind of like you see the model but then there's more to it than that and there's always more to it i mean no one knows what i was thinking when i was building it or how i was feeling when i was building it so i kind of created this backstory so if someone wasn't interested in what they were seeing visually maybe the words jumped off the page and could have captured them so and people appreciated that they were like hey man i like the fact that you took the time to write something out and let us know what was going on or like how you actually got to where you got yeah so it was cool 
Dude, that's awesome. I would like to read that. I would like to check yeah. that out. For sure. So I've still got that 64. It was my first one. And um, yeah, I think I just I just went crazy then because I saw your guys, how you guys just bust out. And I was like, oh, I got to, I got to do some, I got to try something, you know? Yeah. So, but it was cool. It's cool. No, nah, yeah, it, it, it's such, it's such a trip. Like before, um, before we, you know, we linked up right now to do the podcast, I was, I was on Instagram and I, I almost feel like every week there's something new, even every day, like somebody's posting up new photos of their engine, their paint job. And one of the cars that just recently uh, stood out to me, a truck from uh, Gavin out in Japan, uh, Taku, who won the Ice, Ice Man uh, contest. <laughs> Crazy. <Boom. laughs> right? <laughs> that thing blew my mind when I saw it. It's just uh -huh. so clean. And it's inspiring when I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel inspiring. I really felt like by seeing that truck, the way it's laid out, it almost is very nostalgic to a lot of people that it took them back to that era when people were just coming out with these cars at, uh, in the competitions, blowing people away. Like, like, wow, like, look at that. And he, man, it's so crazy because he's out in Japan. And I mean, I, I know um, like hobbies in Japan are huge and everything. But for him just being way out there and us being over here, it's like he he's killing it, you know? And and it's just like that that's the one of the things that I think it's kinda cool with Instagram is that, you know, it's like you're out in South Africa, we got slowly models out in Australia, and then we got Gavin out in Japan, um, Jeffrey's out in in the Netherlands. And everyone doing their thing. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> doing their thing, but we're still all like connected. In, in this yeah. community and that's it all it's gonna take is at some point we're all gonna like be in the same room one day you know yeah or, or no, i agree with you gonna travel and once that connection i mean the connection's there but once we see each other in person it's just like it means a lot way more you know but, no I, I completely agree and just talking about how contagious it is um I uh, I joined a, a South African car building WhatsApp group and um, started posting my lowriders on there. And a guy that literally lives like 20 miles away from me was like, dude, I love what you're doing and has started building lowriders. And it's like, I think there's probably like five or six guys in the country that build. Yeah. You know, obviously lockdown and stuff like that's happening, but he's still building, sending mm -hmm. me photos, asking me questions. And it's just so good to have people like that. And whether you're in Japan or Australia, just seeing like people's builds and stuff, it's so inspiring. And, yeah. and how they got there is just wow. So, yeah. yeah. That's that, cool. that truck is crazy. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like when I when I started, uh, you know, doing the model cars, it was always always lawyers, always right. But then yeah. there was a point where one of my friends told me he's like, "Oh, you're you're doing lawyers right now. All right, cool." And then he started throwing like other genres of of cars, and I was like, I was like, "Oh, I, I've never done those." He's like, "Oh, trust me." He's like, "Later, you're you're gonna reach a point where 
not that you're going to get bored or but there's going to be a time where you're going to kind of want to like learn some new skills through a different genre of builds and he's like watch you're going to fall into like you're going to get into custom cars you know that custom culture of cars you're going to get into cars from like the 50s 60s all, all this stuff right and then he's like then later you're going to you're going to probably dabble into like imports and yeah. all these things but then it it's going to come around and then you're going to land back with the lawyers yeah, yeah. And, and it did happen as far as like the the custom cars i started getting like i started falling in love with Mer mercs and sleds yeah. and all that and i saw Something you too fun. like you posted a, a, a mercury dude i was like yeah. hey, that's so dope yeah no that that merc has actually been it's been an ongoing build for the last like four months five months and um I'd never really opened doors and things like that. So I opened the doors and I realized I actually don't know what I'm doing. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah. I very quickly sealed, sealed the doors up and made it completely seamless. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I, and I was, I was bouncing it off. I think his name is Tony Lopez, legendary, legendary something on. Oh on yes. Uh, he's out in uh, Texas. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, Tony, what do you think of this?" So I sent him, I sent him the idea, uh -huh. and he was like, "Well, how does the guy get into the car?" And I was like, um, "He doesn't, because it's like a concept, you know, completely yeah. seamless." But I mean, seeing seeing a Merc, which is massive. I mean, the it's it's so long. Oh yeah. And seeing something like that seamless, it with the right color, it just works. You know, mm -hmm. so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a seamless body. I've never seen it before. And yeah, I'm going to catch some flack for it, but I, th I think it'll be unique, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm halfway through that, but it's, you know, it's, it's, ne it's never a finished project, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the cool thing about some of these cars, you know, it's like you open up the kit, you get started, you have this idea. And you'll, you'll reach a point where you might get stuck or you kind of get burned out. But regardless, you, if you put it away or you just kind of put it on hold for a while, um, yeah. it gives you a break to clear your mind and refresh. And then you come back to it with a different mentality. Maybe now you, you saw some images somewhere or somebody's work that inspired you. And, uh, and now you have like a sense of direction of what yeah. you go with now with the, uh, with the car. But yeah, it always feels like never ending because it could be a time where you could finish it. You think you finish it, right? You take it to your next show, you display it, and people are like, you know, they could be like, oh man, that's dope and everything. But in your mind, you're kind of like, ah, I still need to add this or, or like, I'm going to take it back and take it apart. Like there's always, like it just doesn't stop. You know, it's kind of like the real yeah. cars, you know, <laughs> like you keep adding modifications. Never ending yeah man it's never ending yeah, yeah. um how, how do you feel about that 65 riviera which one the gold one uh the the one i yeah yeah, yeah. i remember you you had it in the primer stages oh, oh, oh it's um pink it's pink it? let me see yeah. let me cause i wrote that oh yeah, yeah pink lowrider riviera that was your second lowrider yeah oh man i love that one i'll never get rid of that one my favorite I look at that car and I just, I just dream of driving that thing because uh -huh. it's just so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's got chrome in the right places. It's the right color pink. 
um, it's so shiny that the light just bounces off it. And the interior is simple. So I just kept the interior really, really plain, flocked the floors. Mm. And then I think I just did a white interior and just kept it simple, simple, simple. And uh, it's curbside. So I spent my time on the paint and, and the body. Um, and that's just where I am at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm not into full builds yet. Um, I don't think I'm there. Um, but I'm working on it. It's a, it's a work in progress, you know. Um, definitely the next thing for me is to focus on interiors. Um, I just want to try and up my interior game and try and get to a level where I can match my interiors with my exteriors. And then they, they create more of a picture, you know. So, yeah, that's who I am currently. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I, I got to confuse. The gold one is the Monte Carlo. Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> and cool. you know, it was, it was funny. It's funny that you bring up the, the, the gold one because I've, I've kind of nicknamed it gold dust because it was painted with all gold flake. I'd never painted flake before. Um, but a friend of mine gave me some flake and said, hey, give this a go. He paints surfboards. So he said, paint this, give it a go. So I mixed up some flake and, and shot, <laughs> shot it on the body. And literally, it's just gold flake cleared. And um, yeah, I ended up selling that one because a, a tattoo artist down in where we're from hit me up and said, oh, man, that would be so cool in my, in my tattoo studio. So mm. he ended up buying it, which I didn't want to sell it. Yeah. But you know what? You've got to spread the love and share the love. And it, it was, I thought, you know what? I could use the money and put it into another Monty, which is... And, and he's going to get enjoyment out of it, you know? Otherwise, it's just going to sit on my shelf yeah. and I'll look at it once a year and, you know, it must go and, and spread the love, you know? There's, yeah, yeah you, there's, no, there's no low lighters here. There's none of that culture. So if, if a guy walks in and sees that and he's like, oh my word, what is that about? At least it's a talking piece, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought, you know what, why not? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool that, um, you know, you, you went ahead and did that because, yeah, there, there's going to be definitely some topic, you know, right there, seeing that definitely. at his shop. And um, there, there's a, another model that you, um, that you posted, uh, it's the Convair? Is uh, it, it's um, a, I think it's a Corvair. Corvair yeah, 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 dude, that thing is like looking fresh when I saw dude, that. You like that? I was like, dude, that's that thing's cool. Mm -hmm. No, nah, it's okay. And cool you know, thing. it's just so cute. But um, when you look at it load and like laying frame, and that thing is just so cool, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I ended up breaking the roof off. Um, I don't know what happened. Something, something didn't go right with the roof. So I'm turning it into convertible, and I'm about halfway there. Um, building a frameless front window, um, and then I've built a, a little convertible part for it and everything. And it's coming out pretty cool. I actually quite like it as a convertible, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how much that kit was actually worth until I started chopping it up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's been fun though. Really cool little car. That's awesome. 
How how's yeah. the uh, the uh, hobby stores out there? Is there any, or is it everything just most online based? Okay, so we've got um, we've got a hobby store that's online, and um, that's specifically vehicles. Um, they do a lot of American kits that import from the states as well as the UK and directly from Japan. So everything is available here, completely anything that you can think of, other than other than like real detail parts like detail junkies, um, Jeffrey's wheels, um, Hank's wheels or whatever those, that type of stuff isn't available. But um, other than that, we, we pretty, yeah, we've got some pretty decent places. We've also got uh, one or two hobby shops that are close, um, but there's like mom and pops style shops, mm. you know, not a lot of stock. Um, they need Tamiya stuff, which is fine. I use a lot of the Tamiya, um, some of the Tamiya stuff, which is good quality things. Yeah. Well, we, we're limited, but not, you know, we're not suffocated this side. Mm, that's what's good. I feel um, like you get, there is, there's enough stuff to work with pretty much. Yeah, more than enough. Yeah. And I think the limitation is yourself, you yeah. know? Um, and and I, I hate it that when people are always like, you know, South Africans have this tendency on uh, to say everything is like, oh, well, look at what they're doing overseas and America is so much better. And no offense, but you, the limitation is the, the person itself. Yeah. So if you, if you want to do it, if you want to have fun, um, you can do it, you know, and you can have fun doing it. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you because like it's like even here we could be spoiled and have everything accessible, right? But then once you have everything, you might not even do anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, how many guys do you know that have like so many kits that they'll never get to even building them? And 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 you look at it and you're like, dude, that's just a waste. You know, like no offense, but that's a waste. You know, like, yeah, having having two or three of something is cool, but having a hundred of something, that's just like, that's just greedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes what's cool too, like, let's just say if, if you have a kit and you know, you're not going to be able to build it or you just know, you know, what, I, don't, I don't think I, you know, I'm going to have the time. Um, I know, I know we could sell these at shows, but then again, once yeah. in a while, it's cool to like bless someone and give, give a kit to yeah, someone. Um, and then later you see, you see what they do with it. I remember some years back, um, I had taken a, a paint class up North, Northern California. And I stayed with, uh, Luis Alexi Skelkars. Um, yeah. he, he welcomed me to stay at his home. And during that time he was looking for, a, a Cadillac, the, the lawyer Cadillac build, you know, and, and I happened to have two kids, one I was working on, but I had an extra one. And at that time, I mean, they were expensive. People were selling them for 80 to 100 bucks, you know, and, and I could have been like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, list it online or sell it or whatever to, yeah. to make money from it. But like just knowing that it was like hard for him to find that kit. And then he was letting me stay at his. It was just too much. I was like, why? I just need to give it to this kid, you know? And like <laughs> he has the kit and he's been working on it. And it's really I've cool. It's cool yeah. to see the, the progress on him doing yeah. that kit because, you know, I, I feel like the kit went, went to 
a good home to you know to him and and he's actually putting in the work and, and he um, sees the value on it you know yeah he definitely sees the value on it yeah no i agree <laughs> with you <laughs> yeah he'll tell me hey man like don't he's like i'm gonna finish it i'm gonna finish it <laughs> i'm like nah dude That's take right. your time no pressure but it's looking amazing though yeah 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 he, he's such a clean builder and um he's so young but uh he's got some amazing ideas and um just his execution is so um it's so clean but um he takes his time and i think that he's got he's got the patience thing down you know mm -hmm. so many people just want to slap things together which is cool but um he's yeah he he, he really takes his time when he does things no yeah cuz even even like just talking with him and like you know he he's asking me how do you do this and i kind of tell him like this is the way i did it and and it's almost like he'll do it but yeah like you say he'll take his time he'll do it and i'm like man that looks way cleaner and nicer than mine <laughs> you know like that was that better than me <laughs> yeah. i'm like dang it's crazy cuz you know I, I always ask him like even though I already know so much about him, but I still ask him, like, hey, so so you started when? Like, back, you know, because he was young. He, he was telling me he's, like, 10 years old and stuff. Yeah. And just being on YouTube and, and, like, talking to certain people over time. And then he started to tell me, like, yeah, like, back back in the day, maybe when he was 15 or so, he was, like, it was, like, him and Chip T were, mm. were, like, already connecting through through YouTube Crazy. and like, you know, just posting their vids and whatnot because, you know, like Instagram was really wasn't around. They were using other mediums to connect, but yeah. they, they kept that relationship to now. And it's kind of a trip to see that. Like, it's like they've grown, you know, with it, with the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And you can see that how they have evolved, you know, from year to year, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's crazy the levels that that some of these guys are building at. I mean, yeah. even the I look at some of your builds and I'm like, my mind just explodes, oh. you know, because yeah, I mean, obviously you work with your hands, um, you you artistic, and you can see that in your builds, you know, and and you. they have a they have like a flavor, you know, and it you can't replicate that. And that's what people, people are like, well, how do you do that? I, I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can inform you of the steps I took, but I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't lay the pain for you or yeah. whatever the case may be. It's, it's a personal touch. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah on the, <laughs> one of the, the last shows that, that we did on Zoom uh, with the guys, you know, we, uh, we had Chip T as a guest. And there was a there was a part where he was talking about um, a bill that he's working on, and he said, I guess it was like a like a friendly like competition uh, type build. But I, I like his honesty. Uh, he was saying like, Hey, like you know, I went ahead and was like, Yeah, let's let's do it. But man, I'm scared. He was like, I'm scared because there's gonna be things I'm gonna be doing that you know, it's like he hasn't done yet. But then he started showing some some images of the car with uh, open doors. Even the back doors are like suicide and the trunk's cut. It's almost like it's it's a good thing that he's doing that. This uh, because that's pushing him 
to uh, to take that risk, you know? And, yeah, and sometimes, like, yeah, you, you do have to face the fears, you know, because you might be like, man, what if I mess this up or I break the kit or something? But then you learn how to, like, if you do, how to put it back together and and start again. 100%. And, and sometimes the fears are just in your head, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you've got the experience and the equipment and you've got your friends around you that if you need a hand, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know? And yeah, sometimes, sometimes you need that. Mm-hmm. No, you, <laughs> you do. Need to push yeah. Um, I, your YouTube channel, um, you have some videos, <laughs> some videos on there and there, there's a couple cars. One of them being the, uh, the, the R34 and the RX seven where you were, okay, yeah. you show like the, um, and even in one, on Instagram, you have a picture of him. But I just love the gloss on the clear coat no, on that. What kind of clear was that? So I was using originally RM, which is just a, a paint brand. I think they're OEM BMW paint. Because I'm, I have a detailing shop. So my background is I am in the automotive industry. Uh, my brother and myself, we have a, a automotive detailing business and um, we're actually contracted to BMW South Africa. So we deal a lot with new and used vehicles, um, getting them ready for delivery, um, cleaning them, prepping them, nice. uh, paint correction, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, um, I was able to get some, some of, clear coat from our body shops and um yeah it was basically oem oem style clear coat that are that (laughs) that Mm -hmm. i laid down and um seriously orange peeled but i I was learning as i was going you know Mm -hmm. needed to get a bit of gun and ended up getting an water. um needed to get a better needle so went to a 0.5 and then started playing around with with ratios and started to get my paint a little bit better mm. and my quests with with what i've been doing was for example i focused on the paint so i could lay a decent coat of paint but i found that the prep work in order to get that paint to have any type of gloss where i was satisfied with it it was i needed to go through all these steps of sanding and then still in the in at the end i had all these sanding marks and a lot of guys won't won't admit to it but if you look at some models up close they just full of sanding marks and to me that is like it does my head in so mm-hmm. i i started to research quite a lot into um show paints and how they get the show finishes and layering 2Ks on top of other 2Ks, doing flow coats. So my ultimate, where I ultimately ended up was laying down my first layer of 2K, letting it cure, and then doing a full sand. So I I sand it right back, um, 1,000 grit, 2,000 grit, then 3,000 grit, and I flow coat it. And literally, I don't have to touch it with, with polish or anything and it's lit out the gun some of the best it, it looks like candy 
So that's how I like it. It's very unrealistic. And I know that it works for, I think it works for certain cars. It doesn't work for everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's just how I like it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I know uh, for like myself a while back um, when I was using like Tamiya rattle cans to, to paint the cars, then I was, I was following the paint, their, their paint system by using Tamiya primer, Tamiya paint, and then the Tamiya yeah. gloss clear. But I mean, it looked cool but I always felt like it was a really thin, like flat layer that was on there. So it would burn through it right when I would like try to sand or, or try to get off like the dirt or whatever. So then over the years, once I switched over to like, um, like house of color, you know, I, I started to, to layer that. And, 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 you know, it was definitely a learning process because even those, those first quotes, uh, coats of clear, I wasn't getting the, uh, the right mixing ratio wasn't there. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't letting it flash dry on time, or I would put too much clear that it started to drip. So yeah. <laughs> it, it was just like a mess. But then, you know, once I, once I started doing more research and then I made a switch, you know, I, I got an Iwata, I changed the needle. I also went with the 0.5 yeah. as well. And then, um, I really got into like measuring everything, like the ratios. And, and finally, you know, when I laid like first coat of clear, I really liked the way it looked. Once it was dry though, I would like run my hand over it, but I could still feel these like little bumps. So yeah. um, it was funny cause Armando was like, you need a, you need to cut, do a cut, what it's called a cutting buff. I'm like cutting buff, yeah. okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, start with this grit and go from there sand it and, and also like wet sand it pretty much and i'm like yeah. i'm like freaking out like what what i'm already scared that i'm gonna burn right through this thing because i've done it in the past but then i started going really slow and and i just kind of scuffed up like the whole body and later you know i hit it with he's like i was like dude it's all dull like it's yeah there. he's like that's what you want he's like does it feel smooth he's like all right cool and really and then later he's like, you're going to have to add more clear. Yeah. And, and I was like, what if there's a reaction? He's like, no, no, no. Just make sure you wash the car clean. Don't contaminate yeah. it with your hands. Like don't be touching chips and then potato <laughs> chips. And then, you know, touch the car. He's like, make sure it's like clean. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Cool. So then, you know, layer the clear. And then finally you start to see it uh, like that gloss come up. And one thing with me is when, when I'm like, uh airbrushing the uh the car right with the coats the roof i always use a roof as a guy to tell me like all right i think this is going to be the final stage because i like to turn the the car the roof facing yeah. me and if i could see my reflection like a mirror then you're there i'm like all right cool like like i'm getting there because i'll start from the sides the back the you know other side of the front and then i move to the top and um i i, I pretty much just count how many times I'm doing this until I finally reach that point where I'm like, all right, it's time to finish right there. Yeah. I definitely think uh, clear coating cars is an art. Yeah. And um, I went very, I went very crazy about it and I have my system where I have a measuring cup. So what happens is after every coat, I've come up with my own formula to reduce it further. So I reduce 
whatever I have left over by a percentage. So whatever I have left in my airbrush, I'll pull out with the pipette, put it into a measuring cup, and then that whole, that whole remainder gets thinned further. So on the first coat, it's three coats, um, and then the body's left to cure. And then obviously, once that's done, it's sanded, and sanded right back till, till it's dull. Um, watching the edges so you don't burn through, um, eliminating all orange peel, et cetera, et cetera. And then I prepare the body and I wash it, and I let it air dry. And once, it, it, once it's air dried, I just use a, a degreaser. I degrease the body, I use a tap cloth, and then I hit it with a very reduced flow coat. And once that flow coat hits it, it literally just goes boom, and it like mm. lightens up. Everything comes to light, um, every bit of candy jumps out, and uh, the paint looks like it's, it's falling off the body. It's, mm. it's so wet. Um, and I've also found that just taking that body and, and putting it away, it actually needs to vent itself because the the fumes from the 2K will cause a distortion in the paint. So even even if if the car was in a paint booth, okay, in the one-to-one -one scale, it would be aired. You know, the, the fumes would be vented by the paint booth and it would cure itself. So I kind of I've kind of taken that aspect of watching how how they do it on a one-to-one -one scale and mm -hmm. replicating that on on a scale that's applicable, you know, and saying, okay, well, once the body's cured, I mean, once the body's 2K, th those fumes need to vent. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the finish will distort. And mm -hmm. that's how I end up getting a pretty decent finish that you don't really need to do much to. Yeah. And it's strong. And it lasts forever. Uh-huh. No, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I, li I like that. Uh, you know, that you take all those things in consideration, like the, with, with it, the move. It's cool. <laughs> it's crazy because I, I, lo I look at clear coating as like, it, it's almost like in regards to like music, it's like, have, like you have a band, right? And you mm -hmm. record the song and, and like it sounds, the song sounds really good but you need to send it to uh, a mastering like uh you know a company to master the song so all the volume levels are correct everything sounds cool and the presentation is there and it's the same yeah. with like this because you can you can go all out really good on your model car but then once you reach like that mastering stage of the car if if your clear coat isn't all there it's it's gonna really set that car back you know, Definitely. depend, depend, you know, yeah, it, it all depends because, you know, some cars look great gloss clear and then some cars look awesome with matte finish too. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of depends what, what you're trying to strive for. But if you have a build that you really want to go with a, a really beautiful gloss coat, but you don't know how to do it, just hold off on it and, and practice, do some practice bodies or things before you get to that. Cause you, definitely don't want to ruin it i agree you know? and what do you have you done any matte coat matte finishes you know i've only uh used matte finishes just with rattle can 
Um, I remember a while back buying like Tamiya and then there's also um, the Mr. Hobby has like that top coat that's a matte finish. I've used those, but not necessarily, um, like I've done it on a test body a while back, but it wasn't, I haven't really done it on a model where it's been done where I'm like, all right, cool. This is, this is my final product. I haven't really presented anything like that, but there are cars that I would like to do um with yeah. with that because um I- ivan um he's uh on instagram a little shop of models yeah he has a, a pickup a purple pickup oh, they brought over to nnl and that's a matte finish and i was like dude like yeah it, it's crazy because you would think you know like if i was doing that car i would have probably done it gloss but yeah. I mean, he was like, no, nah, um, with the matte finish. And he was also telling me that that's like a, a replica of a, of a one-on-one scale truck. Okay. So, so, so I thought it was cool. Yeah. It, you know, okay. it, it looks great. And I was like, man, I, I need to probably do something like that with the matte finish. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And um, t- t- tell us about a little bit about your, the, your business with your brother, the detailing b- business. When did this start? Okay. <laughs> so originally I, I studied to be a chef and um, I worked as, in the kitchens and worked as a chef for quite a few years. Um, that was when I left school and um, my brother was in financing and insurance and stuff like that. And he, he came and we've always worked on cars as, and bikes as young boys, you know, growing up. And he just said to me, he said, you know what? Things aren't working out. I think we should do something together. So we ended up opening our business together and working on high-end vehicles. And, you know, we just worked from the ground up, him and I. And I think we've been doing it now for about seven years together or six to seven years. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's grown. It's grown mm. from just him and I. And I think we have... We have over 50 people that work in our wow, business. Wow, dude. Them. That's crazy. So, yeah. Look, I mean, you must understand in our industry, it's, it's quite labor intensive, mm-hmm. but um, we handle a lot of vehicles. Um, I think we do quite a few thousand vehicles a month. And yeah, we we really, really busy, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get to deal with, with cars on a daily basis, supercars, um brand new vehicles um so it's really cool we we really blessed yeah man. so we're in the industry. yeah that, i think that that was a, a cool initiative you guys did because i mean obviously you know you start you started with just you and him started small but you were following like uh, your passion like something you like to do you know you're, you're part of the automotive industry and and it's like you you guys make the, the the final decisions on things and the choices you know yeah. and and i bet you know your own schedules too you know in the beginning where it's a little bit more flexible because you're still building and yeah. the cool thing is that you guys stuck to it uh not not only are you doing something that you like to do but you're also doing it with a relative you know someone that you trust so yeah my best friend yeah yeah, and then and then the cool thing is, is within the years, who would have known that you guys were going to be able to uh, be able to employ and give, create jobs yeah. for for other people, 
you know that's all that's always no, a cool thing. Awesome. yeah i always like that about businesses is is you you start something from an idea and then later you end up um having giving like opportunities to people to to have a job and and you know to be part of your team pretty much Definitely. look i mean a lot of the ideas that we have are, are my brothers because he's 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 good like that he's 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 the idea guy mm -hmm. and um like we just humble people you know um mm -hmm. love we we blue collar people love to work um you know so that's just we've always we've always worked together and we get along well mm -hmm. um yeah i mean you work with your father sometimes you have your ups and your downs yeah. it's the same yeah. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to see them. and then other times you like you're like oh celebrating together no so, yeah, it, we, it it's, it's crazy no it's true yeah because because <laughs> even like working with my dad like me and him have, have a really like a strong relationship and yeah. um like my mom too like she would come in and like you know uh work there and then i had like cousins and at some point my brother and sister were working there too and I remember I would have friends come over and just kind of visit real quick, like to say what's up, or I'd invite them into the back and they would just see our workflow and they would just mm. be like, man, I could not be able to do that with my family. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like, dude, like my parents would be fighting. I'd be fighting with my brothers or my, or my dad. Like, and I don't know. I, I was just like telling them, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a discipline or, or just something, but, it's like I get. I guess it's probably because my dad give, gives me an opportunity to make decisions for the company too. So there's like mm -hmm. this like balance. Like I do feel that I'm part of that. I mean, I've always felt like I was part of the team, but just him to be like, okay, you, you want to do that? Cool. Like let, let's take initiative and and like all these everything, all these responsibilities. And yeah. I'm just like, all right, cool. I gotta handle this, and then I learn from it. You know um eventually i, I do want to um take that risk and start something on my own um just based on the stuff that i've been learning but at the same time seeing yeah. you know uh different people hearing the stories even like you you know starting you know you guys starting your own business stuff like that it motivates me that i'm like all right um i'm really not too sure what i'm gonna be doing in the future but but it's kind of cool like that risk, the unknown, that, all right, now th things are starting to kind of come together in, in what direction Definitely. I, I want to uh, go to. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, right now, how's, how's everything been with work and stuff due to, like, this whole coronavirus thing going down? Like, I mean, out here, I still see automotive shops. I mean, I, I'm going to be going to a shop in a in a couple of days to get new tires for my car. Um, but how's, how's it been for you guys out there? Well, basically in, in South Africa, we've gone through one of the most high level shutdowns or lockdowns that the whole world has gone through. Um, sale of tobacco, sale of alcohol, that's been prohibited um any work has been prohibited um so basically we spent 30 odd days at home um 
fighting this virus and fighting the pandemic as a nation. And um, they seem to have let off a little bit and mm. we are able to go back. But we're only allowed, I think, 25% or 30% of our staff at work at one time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has affected us. But uh, we are looking at the numbers today and we're busier, to, we're busier now than we were before. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, we've we got to keep on. Otherwise, otherwise, unfortunately, the business will just fall apart. Yeah. And um, the industry needs us. So we're there and, um, yeah, we're fighting. We're not, we're not scared. Mm-hmm. We, we <laughs> you know, um, it's been, it's been, I think it's needed um, because a lot of businesses have had to restructure. Mm-hmm. And um, I think staff that we're messing around are going to be retrenched. Um, I think people that were redundant in businesses will find themselves without jobs. I don't believe in unemployment, but I, I do believe that if you if you're getting paid to do something and you're not doing it, I don't believe that that's fair. So yeah, um, yeah it's I think it's I think as bad as it has been, it's had there are some silver linings. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in the last three weeks, I think we've been back at work. Will be next week. Will be three weeks we've just had the most awesome time. Um, my brother and I have just been able to get back to the original grassroots of our business, working on cars together, working on projects together, um, you know, just eating lunch together, doing things that we haven't been doing for the last year, you know, yeah. because things have just been crazy. Uh-huh. So we're really enjoying it. And we, we, we restructuring completely, you mm-hmm. know, and, and for, for, for the good of, of hopefully the next level of our business yeah. um, and for all of our staff, because we'd rather save some than lose them all. True. You know? yeah. And yeah, we probably can't think that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause even uh, like for us at the shop, we've been closed since March uh, 15th and yeah. uh, we, we haven't been opened in, we're planning on opening June 1st. We we got yeah. the green light to open. Um, but at the same time, during this process of being at home, I've been writing down notes, uh, like a new, like re, like how you said, redoing, like reconstructing um, the way that we're going to work the, the shop. And during this whole thing, I was telling my dad, because this is the first time that my father has uh, really like rested like being at home almost like a holiday yeah because yeah exactly because he only he's been working like non-stop and only in december he gets two two weeks off and that's it and other than that it's non-stop work we close on sundays and he's still working on sundays at times and and i was telling my dad look like you've been at home for like you know it's almost been like you know two months or two and a half whatever but how do you feel being at home like because he's been he's been man I, I was able to clean the house i was able to do all this stuff that i haven't done in years right he's spending like lots of time with the family and whatnot yeah. Yeah. and it's different because you could kick it with your family at work but then kicking it at home it's a different atmosphere you know and i told him um you know we need to change the way that we work because we were working too hard 
And I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of businesses were also like that, like working too hard that you have to pump the brakes. Like this right here really brought us to a screeching halt that we need to really see what are we doing, you know, because we could be doing sales at work, but then our, we're probably spending too much too on product. Our overhead is too much. We need, yeah. to, we need to cut back on stuff. We need to switch. Or having, having a big shop front isn't needed. Or, oh, yeah. That, that's what, we, that's what yeah. we, kind of, we concluded. Like next year, our lease ends. We had a 10-year lease. It's done. We're, we're going to leave. We're not going to stay in that shopping center. We're done. We're going we're gonna to probably go to like a smaller, like a thousand square foot unit. And yeah. Probably, simple. Yeah. Probably pay a quarter of what we're paying right now. And no 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 walk-ins no pickups yeah. everything just delivery based order online you know phone orders and that's it and instead of, instead of working crazy hours or not crazy hours but like the full-time hour you know like eight to six i told my dad you know yeah. what we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna work hard from like nine to two and let's go home like <laughs> i just told him let's just go home like yeah we're not opening the doors for anybody like yeah. It's just going to be us. We, we come in, we handle the orders, we deliver them. We're done. We got to go home. And, and what did he say about this? Like, I mean, what's his thing on that? He's, he's so down with it. He's so down with it. He told me <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. I want All right. He's like, that sounds, that sounds cool. Cause That's awesome. th there'd be times where like, I'd be there from like three to six and nothing's happening. Mm. No one's watching. Yeah. No one's calling. I'm just standing there or sitting in the back and I'm like cleaning and I'm like, what am I doing here for three hours? Like I should already be yeah. out, you know? Yeah. And yeah. obviously, I mean, with you having a child coming, it'll yeah. maybe go. So congrats on that. Oh, thank you. You're going to want to spend as much time at, as, at home as you can. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but you still want to do an honest day's work. Mm -hmm. you, 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 I don't know kind of sitting at home has its perks, but um, I don't think you'll be fulfilled sitting at home forever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, uh, like I'm already, yeah. like I, I'm like, it, it's crazy because I'm, I'm in like in the middle, like I want to go to work to, yeah. to handle, but I know that we've already had the date, all right, until June. And I know I have these, I would say like these last couple of weeks of May, right? So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, let me try to, uh, do as much as I can with these last two weeks, you know, whether it's like uh, video podcasting, re recordings, editing, let me handle all this stuff. Let me try to learn as much, you know, even through YouTube, yeah. let me learn how to do Photoshop. Let me learn how to edit and all this stuff. So this way, by the time I go back to work, I'm not going to have enough time no more. And, and things are going to change too, because I'm going to be expecting a baby. And now my time's yeah. very limited where it's like I'm playing it by ear. I don't know how how things are gonna pan out, you know, as far as like doing stuff. But if I have a, a you know, even if it's thirty minutes, I'm gonna do whatever I can in thirty minutes, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it's a trip. Like even being home and I have my models. Um, I know I can work on them, but it, it's like I'm missing that element of responsibility of being at work to feel satisfied enough yeah. to be like, all right, now that I work, now I can play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, same. And you know what, It's you'll go through a few days of just binge building 
and then by the end of it you're like i've just yeah I, my purpose i don't have purpose you know i need purpose i need to work <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i can that's true so how long have you been how long have you been at home for now yeah um i'd say yeah since like march 15. Yeah, i just been, been here doing like months and, and you know and, and you know what's funny is um you know like on the youtube videos i started adding like yeah. the images to like and doing like all these yeah, I saw that. That, yeah. that's because i have all this time right and and that and now that's kind of a thing where i'm kind of like in a way like oh man like i hope you know that doesn't change where i'm like i don't even have time i can't even do those clips anymore but i'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to find my formula so i'm able to do them with with like easy and not being a hassle you know but to be honest you've always put out good content um like whether it be your youtube videos whether it be your your podcast whether it be your instagram you've always made sure that it's clean um that you know what you're doing and it's always come across professional even if it's like one you know one man band like behind it there could be 30 people you know people oh, look at scale yeah. and they're like whoa like this is a big <laughs> company look at all their merch and all this type of stuff and it's just one guy hustling trying to make it happen and Thank yeah you. man i take my hat off to you and you've you've done it it's uh, you've inspired people all around the world with with your brand as well as just the culture you know no. so whatever you're doing it's it's been worth it you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I almost, it, it's so crazy because when I think back at it, I, I still remember uh, like the time that I went to Japan and I hung out with, with the guys with Armando Juan when I took that trip with them. And, and this is the first time that I was really like connecting with Jeffries, you know, because yeah. I, really, I didn't know him too well, but just being around them and being around other model builders from Japan, um, I, I really felt this like inspirational, like this energy and whatever I was feeling, I was like, you know what? I want to share this with everybody. This experience I'm having right now, I want to share with everybody. But I also saw it as a mission. Like I, I want to push these stories. I want to push experiences and people's work out there, you know? And I, and I, during that time I saw a void. I saw that there wasn't a lot of things going on to showcase you know, uh, we didn't have the, the dedicated magazine around yet. Right, at the time. Yeah. You know, um, there was YouTubers, but I started to notice that it, it wasn't as strong anymore. It was starting to kind of come down. Um, there wasn't too many like social media outlets for it. So I was kind of like, you know what, I'm gonna make it a mission to, you know, to, to do this. And at the same time, like I've, like back in high school, I would skateboard and then a lot of the skateboarders, professional skaters that I looked up to, you know, fast forward, like years later, um, I started watching uh, like Vice Magazine on uh, yeah. on YouTube, and they started going back and interviewing a lot of these skaters from the '90s, where they're at All now, that yeah. epically later. And I really liked that concept. I was like, oh, that's dope! Like you know, th this person's like a surfer now, or this person just does stuff at home or they have their own business. And yeah. it gave me like some kind of closure, like now, oh, okay, this is what this person does. So I, taking that idea, I was like, you know what? I've always wondered whatever happened to this artist from this magazine from the nineties that did this lowrider car, you know? So then it, it just kind of like went from there, but 
obviously it's kind of evolved because I started meeting, you know, a, a lot of new builders on Instagram and, you know, and also reconnecting with people from back in the day. Yeah. So it, it's always been, um, the way I look at it, it's, it's almost like the skill riders is like a, like a, like a train and, and it's moving. And every time I see like you guys doing stuff, killing it, it's like, I'm just fueling this train and it keeps running yeah. and running and running and it's going to keep running, you know, um, because you guys, <laughs> you guys are, the, you guys are really like the, the backbone inspiration to, oh, cool. because I get excited. I see what you guys do and I'm like, Oh dude, like yeah. I need, I want to share this because I know that everybody is very humble on here. Like I know, you know, there's only, you're going to, you're going to go as far as like showing your work on Instagram and, and you're going to explain something on the caption and that's it, you know? And, and I, in my mind, I'm like, man, let me, let me help share this to like as many people as I can. Let me speak for you and pass on that message, you know? Yes, I do. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what else there, there's all these ideas I want to do. It's just, I know. eventually. One thing yeah. One yeah. thing at a time, you know, no, no, I agree. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with watching something grow organically or, you know, putting something out there and it not working, you know, like not everything you put out there is going to have a positive spin back. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And just one thing at a time and, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. But the community is huge. Eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Getting, yeah, it's getting big. And uh, what, one question I wanted to ask you um, that cool. it, it's so funny. We've been we've been getting so caught up in this conversation, which is oh, cool. Don't worry. Uh, that <laughs> there's a there's a question I probably should ask you from the beginning, but I'm glad that yeah. we got it. We we're here at this point. I wanted to know um, how did you get involved with model cars? Your history with model car building. Where, where did this all start? <laughs> So my grandfather built model trains and um, my fondest memories of anything miniature was his model railroad. Um, I don't remember anything really about what was happening on the model railroad itself. I just know that he had a model railroad and yeah, I mean, I was always fascinated with trains and miniature this and miniature that. and about two years ago, my brother and I used to go to, uh, we used to go and have lunch at a, at a mall that had a hobby shop and we would walk in and out of the hobby shop. And I just picked up a, a scale bark, a, a Yamaha bark. And I was like, I'm going to try and build this. And yeah, I completely underestimated how hard it would be, <laughs> but and I had no tools, I had no nothing. I used nail clippers to clip things off the sprue. And, but you know what? I learned, and that was the first time that I glued two pieces of plastic together. And once that happened, I knew that that's, this was the hobby for me. You know, mm -hmm. like I run as, as exercise, and yeah, it's a hobby, but um, this is my hobby for life. And um, as soon as those two pieces of plastic welded together, I just knew, like, 
I don't know if I'm going to build bikes for the rest of my life, but I'm definitely going to be building something plastic orientated. So from there, uh, I built I built a Tamiya VW Beetle, and that was so cool because I got to chop things up and I got to change a few things here and there. And the build actually came together. So I got to see a finished product. And I was like, wow, I created that, you know? Yeah, maybe it's not the best. And I could do this better or I could do this differently. But when I showed my friends, they were like, wow, you know, like that's so awesome. Um, tell me more. Um, how did you do this? How did you do that? And I just knew, I don't care what space I'm in in my head this pulls me back to reality so if I'm having a crap week I sit down at my bench and I'll sand something for two hours or whatever the case may be is but this is for me my my soul food you know and mm. finding model building has just been the most calming thing in my life because before I was so neurotic you know and I needed, I always needed attention and all these type of things. And when I sit down at my bench, all that type of stuff just melts away, you know? So I realized that pretty early on um, where my partner was turning around and saying, damn, you spend a lot of time building models. And I'm going, well, this makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I've kind of found a bit of a balance now. I don't overbuild because then I just burn out. Yeah. Um, and I try and work on things that I keep things quite uh, well boxed up. So if I want to work on something, it doesn't take me four hours to take it out and work on it. So everything's in one box. I just open the box and I've got bumpers there, wheels there, this there, that there. Mm -hmm. So if I want to work on my Merc, I pull it out. If I want to work on a Porsche, I pull it out. If I want to work on this, I pull it out. It doesn't take me two hours just to set up. Yeah. So it's taken me a little bit of time um, to get that kind of workflow going. But in June will be two years that I've been building. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been too long. Mm -hmm. um, and I think low riders, I've been interested in them for about eight months. Yeah. Eight to nine months. Nice. Um, and I've got a few kits there. I've got, I think in total, I've got 20 kits, 25 in my stash. And my limit is 30. Mm. I'll keep it at 30 and I won't go over that. Mm. Um, I just don't feel the need. You know, I also don't want to have a million boxes to build and something happens to me and I leave someone with this burden of, a million model kits. I just don't think that's fair. So yeah. I, <laughs> I think you know what I mean? Space. <laughs> yeah. So I just keep it real simple and um, I try and build things that I like, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's been two years. That's cool, man. That's pretty awesome. It, it, it's funny you say that about, you know, your partner telling you, hey, you're spending a lot of time with these models. I've had that. I've had that in the past, like, you know, um, not only from a part, even from friends too. I remember back then yeah. living with a roommate and I was like getting restarted back into model building and my friends are getting ready to go out, you know, like, oh, we're going to go out. And 
I'm over here. I started in the afternoon. It's already night. And they're like, dude, you're not even ready. You're not going to roll. And I'm like, nah, I'm a chill. I'm like so consumed. And they're like, dude, come on, let's go. Like, we want you to go. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay. And then later I'll do, you're spending too much time on that. <laughs> but now, but, but then, you know, you find that balance where yeah. you go, all right, I need to step away for a little bit. And then it's I'll like be harmony. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's like that perfect harmony. And I think when you sit down at the bench and your mind is clear, mm-hmm. you can work for two hours and get so much more accomplished than when, if you just sit down with zero purpose, you know, then I end up spending six to nine hours at the bench and I've done nothing. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather, I'd rather like walk away and say, you know what, not today and, and wait for the inspiration to come then try and force it. Mm-hmm. So no, oh, yeah, I've kind of learned that in the last few months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's pretty yeah. cool, man. I, I like I like what you're doing. And also, have you still been messing out with the pinstriping? Um, I got a brush, and I haven't. Unfortunately, I don't actually have the right enamel paints. So yeah. I was using like premier enamels. Um, but I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like yeah. to do a little bit more. And, I wonder. Um, I wonder if there's any uh, retailers out there that you can try, like the uh, that Alpha Six is pretty. It's pretty good. No one has. No. Yeah. No has. Maybe maybe but, later. I, you know, I I feel like once like this, the, you know, everything jumps back. Like everyone's back at work. I'm sure distribution and, and things are gonna change because if you think like. It's so easy for all of us to now communicate. Like you have friends all over the world, right? Why would yeah. it be? Why should it be so hard or, or you know, expensive to be able to have like like if I have products here, why not? Why can't I have them over there or around the world? Yeah. You know, they should be yeah. available everywhere. So I kind of feel things are going to change too with that. I hope. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, because honestly, like if there's a a, a paint that they say oh this is like the industry standard and we have it here it should be everywhere you know and the vice vice versa if there's a a product that's created out in your country and it's a standard hey i want to try it out you know it should i agree it should be everywhere but not and what do you feel with that alpha six Mm -hmm. how do you is it amazing like dude i like it you know I remember uh, during that time when Alpha 6 came out, the way it caught my attention was because they were, the, the owner was coming out with, uh, he started off with like tools, accessories. So he started coming out, coming out with these like brush holders and then these cans and different things, right? So over time, you could just see how that company was growing. People were supporting their products. Eventually, he he decided to to take that that next move into you know what I want my own paint line, and once it came out, I was very like I didn't want to jump into it right away because yeah. I just wanted to see who's who's using it or or how's what. But then I said you know what let me uh, let me actually buy a sample kit, and that was a cool thing. He was selling like a like a I think it was like a four ounce bottle, uh, three colors sample kit for like ten bucks. And I was yeah. like, this is so cheap. So I bought it. That's so yeah. And then um, I just, you know, I, I, I started to get like my brushes and all that stuff. 
and I still remember um, trying to palette one shot and, and having issues, like couldn't get it wrong. I was always getting it wrong. And I had a friend who was a pinstriper out here in Oxnard and he would tell me, oh man, like first you're gonna have to learn how to palette. Once you, once you get that down, now you have to learn how to, how to like do like straight lines and all this stuff. But before you do all that, you have to learn how to palette. And man, yeah. it, it was a hassle. It was a hassle because you have to reduce the paint. And, and I would ask all these questions to these guys that were pinstripers and every person had a different answer. Of course. So I was like, man, this is, I, I got to figure it out on my own then. So when I finally got um, Alpha 6, the paint, it was so easy, man. Like, I, I, it's like you, you drop your, your paint on your piece of like paper or whatever. And then I just like the paint, I, uh, I mean the paint, the, the brush, I just barely dipped it and, and the uh, mineral spirits that I was using. And then I would just swipe back and forth. And it, I would got like a clean pile. I was like, dude, this is like easy. And then I started wow. doing lines and my lines wouldn't break. My lines wouldn't bubble up. I was like, yo, this is, this is like cool. And another thing that I really liked is that it does, the, the smell isn't as strong yeah. compared to Thompson. Yeah, dude. Mm. I mean, it's, I'm sure it has its chemicals, but you can't really smell it. It, it doesn't smell yeah. like bad. Like, yeah. But <laughs> if you can try it, if in the future, I highly recommend it. If, if there's a way that, it's accessible, dude. Try it out. At least get a bottle or or a few bottles of different colors, yeah. and um and try it out. It's really awesome. I think. No, definitely. I um I've I've seen it and I'm like, wow. I want to I want to give that stuff a shot because mm -hmm. I know it's it's a good product, you know. Yeah. And I was seeing you working on on your lines and stuff like that, and I was like, wow, that stuff's looking clean, oh, you know. Okay. Yeah, it, it's fun, man. Like, it definitely, the way I looked at it, I looked at Alpha 6 is like, this would be a great paint line, especially for a beginner. Someone who wants to, to dive into it, because I, I'm still a beginner in that, you know? Like, I'm, I still need to do maybe like a thousand straight lines until I could start learning other types of lines. And, and then finally, like, you know, stepping up to the plate to, to do it. But I feel like the Alpha Six is definitely a, a good place to start with, you know. Cool, man. Get, getting that all squared away, and I, I think it's awesome they they sell little like startup kits and stuff like that for beginners, because sometimes you don't know what to get, you know. Yeah, and you don't want to purchase a big bottle and it doesn't work out. Oh yeah, dude. Just getting th those little like two ounce, four ounce bottles go a long way. They go a long way when you're just trying to learn they they'll last you but i know for like professionals they're gonna blow through that quick oh yeah <laughs> you know they're, they're gonna go through it really fast is is there like a model kit that you're uh in the future like a dream kit you want to get your hands on to build i would like to build a cadillac but um we'll see what happens i i don't i don't really feel like paying enormous prices for something mm -hmm. um but I want to build something low and long and I seem the Cadillac seem to be the one. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know a year or, or a style, but um, I've seen some that I'm like, really, I think they'll be cool. 
Um, but yeah, I think a Cadillac's Cadillac is in the future. Nice. That's what's up, man. Is there any uh any shout outs you want to do before you wrap this episode up? Oh, definitely. I'd like to obviously thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your show and um yeah, it's been cool. Um the Instagram community for just like always being uh helpful, giving likes where likes are due. And you know, when you need a bit of inspiration, they're always there. Um yeah, and just all other builders out there, I just hope that if you lacking any inspiration, there's magazines, there's all sorts of content out there that you can get your mind into. And you know what, if you're not feeling it, just walk away from your bench. Don't smash things up because no one likes that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, thanks again, man. It's just really it's it's cool because you put me on to lowriders and being on your podcast has just been it's been a good experience. So I really, really thank you for that. Yeah, man, my pleasure. You're welcome. That's awesome, man. I uh, th thank you as well for for taking the time and and for us to be able to do this. I'm I'm so happy that you know even through Zoom, you know this is this is obviously another medium um, that I'm really digging. I'm really liking because I feel like there's you know the connection is there more. Um, you know I still I still love you know like doing like the phone call thing, but I feel like now um, it's just a lot better through Definitely. through the Zoom, you know. And and we'll see what what mediums in the future happen, what else uh, comes comes about with it. But um, but okay. I thought it was cool. And definitely, um, I'd like to do another live build, maybe maybe in the next week or two. So what I'll do is I'll I'll give you a shout and. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to pop in and just say hi or whatever. Yeah. Um, or maybe we'll share it on your, on your, on your page or whatever the case may be is, mm -hmm. but you know what? Anyone's welcome, all support and yeah. No, definitely. I, I, I feel like um, even when I, when I, in the future I plan on doing another one of those like freestyle, like build, you know, things where like everyone gets together. I'm not yeah. so sure though what time that will be for you, but it, it would well, be yeah it'd be something more aimed like maybe like a weekend thing for now cool. uh but i'll keep i'll keep you posted you know you in i'll shoot you that invite once you know once we're planning to get together um the reason one of the reasons we're kind of you know keeping it with the, the name with the freestyle and there's because we don't really know when it's gonna be you know definitely kind of like a pop like a random pop of like you know what there's time hey let, let's send out invites to people let's see what happens and get it done yeah yeah so but i'll, I'll keep you posted i'll let ah, you know. cool man i'll be there definitely awesome, sweet all right well, Edgar. Uh, it was good talking to you um enjoy enjoy your evening and and have a good day tomorrow and the, and the rest of the week but we'll stay in touch thanks you too man thanks for your time eh? yeah thank you all right man later peace, peace.